Thank you so much for tuning into the Chronic Illness Support Podcast. Today, our guest is Amber Blackburn, who will be talking about lupus as an advocate and someone who suffers with the illness. According to the Lupus Foundation of America, 1.5 million Americans and at least 5 million people worldwide have some type of lupus. Thank you so much for joining me today, Amber. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, y'all. Hi, Samantha. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Amber Blackburn, and I do have lupus. I've had lupus diagnosed for about eight years, although I think it goes back way further in my history to my teen years. I am a registered nurse by trade, um, but I did have to quit about working about four years ago. Uh, I did take up blogging and patient advocacy to fill some of my time, and it has been taken a real special place in my heart. Um, I live in Springfield, Missouri, and... I love to read and spend most of my free time with my family, and I look forward to, to having this discussion today. I'm sorry to hear about what you've been through with lupus. That's awesome that you started taking up blogging. What made you decide to become an advocate for lupus? Honestly, it was just something that kind of happened. I had been to the ER or doctor's offices too many times where I was treated badly, or looked down upon because of my diagnoses and or even treated like a drug seeker when I went into the you know to get care for a migraine or a severe lupus flare and I was just done with it you know and I I'd, I'd watched my friends go through similar things and receive the same kind of care and so I decided it was time for me to find a way to stand up for myself and and fight for what the, the care that I needed and once I started doing that and learned more about patient advocacy and what I could do and the the ways I could advocate for myself, then I started teaching my friends and those in my support group that I run how to advocate for themselves and the people in my blog how important it is to stand up for yourself and advocate for the care that you deserve because we shouldn't not get care because a doctor thinks we're looking for something else. Just because of a diagnosis on paper, we shouldn't we should not not receive care just because of a diagnosis. We still deserve care and we still deserve treatment that is proper. And so it's very important that we advocate for ourselves and and teach others how to too. I'm so sorry you went through that. That's great you have been able to use what you've been through to help others, and that's so true that we should receive care no matter what. How long did you suffer with symptoms before you were diagnosed with lupus? That's kind of a long story, but I'll try to keep it short. Um, when I was actually diagnosed, it wasn't that long, but long term, I had had symptoms for many years. When I was diagnosed um, in the summer of 2012, it had been a few months. Um, back in February of 2012, I was admitted into the hospital with a respiratory infection um, for five days, and they never really could figure out exactly what it was. Um, they checked my heart, they checked my lungs, they ran all sorts of tests, and never could pinpoint an actual diagnosis. Um, I was off work for a month, and at that time I was an RN on a very busy post-surgical heart and lung surgery floor and so it was very very busy and at that point I couldn't even walk to the bathroom without being severely short of breath. I was on high dose steroids and they never could figure it out. 
So several months later, I'm still severely short of breath, but back at work and my pulmonologist decided to run some repeat labs just to see if she could figure anything out. And she found um, one of the lab results, an ANA, that can be be positive for lupus and other um, conditions in that family positive. And so she sent me to a rheumatologist and a few short months later in the summer, I was actually diagnosed. But going back into my teen years when I was like 16, I had lupus, I had mono and it lasted well over six months and they kept telling me that it was just mono, but mono does not last for six months. Um, so we're all pretty sure that that was probably was mono to start with um, because the the test showed it, but we think that that was actually partially my per, my first lupus flare because I can remember the aches and the body aches and the pain and the severe fatigue, and I had symptoms on and off for those ten or twelve years between when I was had mono and when I was actually diagnosed um, so in the short term, it only took a few months. But in the long term, it was like probably 10 or 12 years, if not longer, for me to actually get a full diagnosis. I'm sorry that it took a long time for you to get a proper diagnosis. What treatments have you tried for lupus? Did they help? Did you have any side effects from them? Unfortunately, like treating most chronic diseases, I feel like treating lupus is kind of a trial and error process. Try this. If it doesn't work, we'll try something new. Okay, that didn't work. We'll try this. And so I've tried several different things. I've tried Salesep. I've tried Emuran. Neither worked for me. Um, I did prednisone for a long time, which is a common treatment for many chronic diseases. Unfortunately for me, um, being on high-dose steroids um, affected my adrenal glands and caused my adrenal glands to stop working which caused me a whole host of other issues. So that's not something I can take anymore. It basically, the adrenal, when the adrenal glands quit working, my blood pressure bottomed out. I was walking around with blood pressure of 70 over 30 and not really even feeling it a whole lot because it had gotten so low all the time that that was kind of normal for me. I felt like passing out all the time it was just really bad. So I'm not allowed to have any steroids anymore. So that's out of the picture. Um, what works for me currently is Plaquenil, which is an anti-malarial or hydroxychloroquine, which has been all over the news lately as a treatment for possibly for, um, the whole virus that's going around. And then, um, that's kind of a, a tried and true drug for lupus and then I also treat take methotrexate which is a low dose chemo and it works pretty well for me it comes in either pills or um, an injection and the pills made me horribly horribly nauseous so several years back we switched to the injections and I haven't had any problems since we still switched to the injections. It does make me pretty tired for the 24 hours, so usually I, I just pretty much sleep for the first 24 hours. But other than that, it does okay, and I take that every seven days. 
And then the big drug I take is called Benlista. Um, and basically what it does is makes my immune system, it knocks out my immune system, so to speak. And so it doesn't work at all. Because with lupus, your immune system is working at fighting off your body. It's confused and it's fighting off your body. It's fighting your joints. It's fighting your organs. It's fighting your brain rather than fighting off the germs that it's supposed to. So Benlista works to kind of turn off your immune system, so to speak. Um, so it will stop doing those things. Um, so it's pretty, you get that every 28 days. And it's pretty hard on, on most of us. Um, for the first 24, 48 hours, you kind of feel like you've been run over by a bus. And all I can do is, like, sleep and rest. But it's been the only drug that really has given me any semblance of a normal life. I you, When when I can get it every 28 days like I'm supposed to, I get, you can usually get about two and a half or three good weeks a month. I know to people who don't have lupus, that doesn't sound like much. Why would you only want two and a half or three good weeks? That's huge for people who have lupus. Before that, a good a good treatment was when I had, you know, two or three good days a week. And that was not even when they were consecutive days. So to get two or a half or three good weeks a month, it's huge. The problem is, though, that I'm often sick because of my immune system not fighting off the germs. I get lots of respiratory infections, so I often don't don't get the treatment every 28 days. And so it, it works best when you can get it consecutively. It doesn't work as well when you have to miss a month and then get a month, get it, and then miss two months and then get it again. So, but that's what works best for me. And it is the newest medication for lupus that has come out in the last 50 years, and it came out over 10 years ago. There are a couple new new medications in the trial phases right now, and we're very hopeful that they get through because there's so many of us who need new medications because we've gone through all of the ones that are available. So we're really hopeful that these new ones will make it through the trial. That's all great information, and I hope the medications currently in clinical trials are more helpful for lupus. What other information would you like to discuss about your illness? I just wish people understood that lupus is an invisible d disease. That we look fine. I mean, most of the time you look at us and you wouldn't ever know that there's anything wrong with us. Until, you know, we start having to walk with a walker or use a wheelchair or oxygen. You wouldn't ever know that there's anything wrong with us. It's not a disease you can see from the outside. But it can affect your heart, your lungs, your kidneys, your skin, your brain. It can literally affect your whole entire body. It's not just something is that just like a small disease that just kind of doesn't, doesn't have a big effect. Because it does. It literally can affect everything. And but the biggest thing I think people don't understand is the fatigue. The fatigue with lupus is debilitating. It's not the kind of fatigue that you can just go take a nap and be over it. I don't know how many times people have told me, oh, just go, go take a nap and you'll be fine. It's not that kind of fatigue. If 
the the best way I can explain it is when you have the flu and you're just so tired, you just don't feel like you can move, multiply that times like a hundred. And that's what it feels like to have lupus. And the same goes for the joint pain. When you have those that awful joint pain, when you have or muscle aches when you have the flu, that's how it is with lupus. But but multiply that times like a thousand, and that's what it feels like. Combine those two together to have a flare. And but everybody's flare is going to be different. For me, when I flare, I get super tired and everything hurts. For other people, they may have more confusion and brain fog and, you know, different things because everybody who has lupus is going to be affected differently. For me, my lungs are mostly affected. It hasn't affected my kidneys or my heart or my brain, whereas some of my best friends, they have it affecting their hearts or their brain. You know, it's just different for everybody. And I wish people understood that. That lupus isn't just a a one-hit disease. And that everybody who has it is affected so differently. Lupus is just a horrible, awful disease. And I just wish people would take more time to understand it. That's all so important information to know and understand that lupus is a body-wide chronic illness. Do you have other illnesses? If so, would you like to mention them? I feel like I have a laundry list of health conditions that only grows by the day. Um, But the big ones would be endometriosis, interstitial cystitis, um, fibromyalgia, migraines. I do have um, hemiplegic migraines, which means they are stroke-like. So when I have one of those migraines, half of my body goes numb and weak and my speech gets slow and slurred. And let me just say, it is very scary when one of those happens. Um, I also have adrenal insufficiency, which I mentioned earlier. I have um, long QT syndrome, which is just an elongated beat of my heart. And I have to be careful what medications I take because some can elongate that part. And if it's elongated too far, it could cause my heart to stop. Um, I do deal with some anxiety and depression. Um, I think those are the big ones. If that's not enough, I don't know what is. But um, but when, when you get lupus, I always say he he always brings all of his friends that you never knew you wanted and they weren't invited because it wasn't until I was diagnosed with lupus that all of these other diagnoses came along with him. I call lupus him, but all of those other diagnoses came not long after I was diagnosed with lupus. So it's been an interesting eight years to say the least. Yeah, I think it's important to know that many chronic illnesses don't occur alone, unfortunately. How do you cope with having lupus and chronic illness? It's definitely hard to have so many chronic illnesses. And I think the hardest part is that you never know when one is going to flare. Like, I may have a lupus flare today, 
and then tomorrow that may be gone, but my interstitial cystitis may flare up. And so it's just hard because they don't all play well together, so to speak. And so it's very frustrating, but you just have to, to take each day as it is and and go with it and deal with it as you go. I mean, that's not a great answer, but that's all you can do. You just have to cope with each day and each problem as it is because you never know what tomorrow will bring. So you you can't worry about what tomorrow will bring because you never know. You may feel great today and make plans for tomorrow and then tomorrow comes and you you can't move out of bed. So all you can do is just take today for what it is and hope for the best for tomorrow. That's so true. What is something you wish you would have known when you were diagnosed with lupus? Oh wow, that's a good question. I have to think on that one. Um, I think if I'm being 100% honest, the thing I wish I would have known was how other people would react to my diagnosis. Like, I had people who I thought would be in my life forever walk away after my diagnosis because they couldn't handle the big changes in my life. And the changes in me personally. And I wish I would have known going into it how other people would respond to the diagnosis and how hard it would be for them to accept. I mean, I had to accept it and just live with it, but they didn't. They got to walk away and forget about it, you know? So honestly, I think that's what I wish I would have known most. Yeah, that's a great point and can be difficult to deal with. You've touched on this a little bit, but how does having lupus affect your daily life? Lupus really impacts every part of your daily life. I mean, there isn't a part that isn't impacted at all. Because you think about it as soon as you wake up. Because as soon as you wake up, you're judging and deciding how you feel. Okay, what what level of pain is my back today? Okay, my hands, all right, stretch, okay, and you're judging based on how you wake up what you're gonna what you think you're gonna be able to do for the day, and then, as you start to do more, you judge how much more you can do, and then if you push too hard, then you have to rest and the sad part is is like before Covid, of course, if you wanted to go out and spend a night with the girls you know, go to dinner and go to a movie or, or something, you would have to rest all day before the night out. And then, sadly, you'd probably have to spend a day or two in bed following that night out just resting, or your body would be so angry. And not being able to work is a big thing because my body just rebelled completely in the in got to the point where I I was calling in more than I was working. And so there isn't a part of your daily or daily life that lupus doesn't affect. I mean, everything you do, you're constantly thinking about how your body is going to take this and how is it going to affect your pain level and so forth. Yeah, that's important for people to understand. How are you doing now with symptoms? 
Right now, I'm in a pretty big flare, flare of my symptoms, because I haven't been able to get my Benlista, my, my medicine, c- consecutively in months, because I have been sick consecutively from January to the end of April. I had influenza twice, both A and B. I had bronchitis two or three times. I was in the hospital once with bronchitis and a migraine. I had what they decided was was COVID. I've just been so sick, and you can only get that medicine if you're healthy. And so I haven't been able to to get it. And so I'm in my pain level has been just out of this world, unbearable the the last couple of days. And I'm so so tired. I could sleep all day if I could. I would sleep all day if I could, but you know it's just it is what it is you just have to deal with it you can't change the hands you were dealt you just have to deal with it so that's kind of my motto you can't change how things were given to you you can just live with it and and change how you deal with it so that's what I try and do on a daily basis I'm sorry I hope you have some relief soon and can get your medication Is there any other information you would like us to know about lupus? If I could tell people any one thing about lupus, it would be that it's real. It's not a condition that it's in our head. It is a real, true condition that is life-altering. It's not something that we make up just so we can stay home in bed and not have to work. It's a real condition. And... One other thing I could tell people is that if someone is sick and they don't look sick, don't question them. Just go with it because they could have any number of invisible illnesses that you will never see. We don't wear a sign on our head that says, I have lupus, although it's been tempting. Just go with it. Are there people who pretend? Sure. But... The majority of us are sick. You know, if, if you see a young person use a handicapped parking placard and you don't think they deserve it, don't make a big deal out of it. We feel bad enough that we have to use it in the first place. Somebody making a big deal about it makes us feel even worse. So don't question us. Just go on about your day. It's none of your business anyway. Be kind. Overall, just be kind to people. If you don't know their story, Just please be kind. That's so true. I'm glad you made all of those points. What piece of advice do you want to give listeners? My biggest piece of advice would be to find a support group, whether it be an in-person group or an online group. It's so important that you have people to talk to who are in a similar situation. Even if you have the most supportive family and friends, it's important to have someone or a, a group of someone's who understand how you feel and what you're going through because people who aren't sick and don't live with a chronic illness can never truly understand exactly what you're feeling and going through. If you can, find a friend from one of those support groups. Some of my best friends have have come from my support group that I started because I talk to them so often, you know, about my illnesses and and slowly over time they become my best friends but I can talk to them about anything and then it it just makes my life so much easier because I can be completely honest with them without worrying that they're judging me 
And that's what everybody needs. They need that person or that group where they can be honest and not have to worry about being judged. When you're dealing with a chronic illness, you have to be able to to get all of your thoughts and feelings out there without worrying about what someone else is going to think. Yeah, support groups can be really helpful. How can someone show support for lupus? I think the easiest way to show support for lupus is just to support the person in your life who has lupus. You know, check in on them every day or two. Ask them how they're doing. Ask them if they need anything. And then during Lupus Awareness Month, help us post the lupus facts and get those out there. Wear purple and help us just spread awareness however you can. If we if we post on social media facts about lupus or, or, or you know, posts on new trial medications or things like that, help by sharing those. Everybody's going to want support in different ways. So just talk with a person in your life who has lupus or any chronic illness and figure out how you can best support them because everyone's going to be a little different. Those are great ways to support those with lupus. How can listeners connect with you and your support group? You can find my blog at theworldseasnormal.com and you can find my support group on Facebook. We are Loopy Groupies, two words, L-U-P-I-E Groupies, and we are usually the number one search. That's awesome. I'll provide that information in the show notes for listeners. Thank you so much for taking time to be a guest on the Chronic Illness Support Podcast and telling your story with lupus to help provide education and awareness. I enjoyed having you, Amber. Thank you so much for having me, Samantha, and thank you for allowing me to tell my story. If you found listening to the Chronic Illness Support Podcast helpful in any way, please subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you so much for listening. (music) 